Hi, Tracy. Hi, Ashley. How's it going? Oh my gosh, it's going great. I had the best day ever yesterday. And why was it the best day ever? It was the best day ever because we got to welcome our children back after 408 days. We got to welcome them back on campus. Has it been that long? That's what Dr. Mitchell shared in her last email. So I guess so. Wow. Feels a, it feels longer for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, I, it was like the best day ever. And, um, you know, I think we were all nervous about how it would go, but everyone was super excited. And that morning I was jumping for joy. Like I was literally jumping physically, bouncing up and down through the hallways. Um, and I was just thinking how special it is that we haven't had kids on our campus in so long and our kindergartners and TKers got to be the first to step onto campus. And we had a little balloon arch. And I remember the first child who was in Mrs. de Blasi's class, he came walking through. And in that moment, just walking that child walk through our hallways. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was gonna cry. It was so beautiful. Yeah, so just seeing the kids kind of check in and, um... I don't know who's more excited, the kids or the teachers. <laughs> I would say to see You know, we always there's some there was some type of hesitance because you're like, what if the kids can't? And you know, they totally can. They know they know what to do when they step on campus. We've um, we've talked to them many times on the expectations, and yeah, they're there. I mean, some of them were like kind of like in shock that they were on campus, but you can tell that they were very excited to be on campus. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't re realize how small they are. I forgot how small the little <laughs> ones are. Yeah, but um, just seeing the upper graders today, um, didn't realize how much they grew since they were like, <laughs> I'd tell like so. Yeah, a lot of them have like really grown tall, just, yeah. And it was, a lot of the boys' um, voice changed too. <laughs> Their voices changed too. So. It was just so, you know, and then we got to watch. Okay, so right after, well, we had we had the best day ever. We did, um, we all used our Promethean boards. We did reading, we did writing, we did math games, we did Play-Doh, we did art outside with chalk, we did dancing. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> and so right, I mean, right afterwards, um, my body was exhausted. I was like, no, <laughs> I've been too sedentary. Um, <laughs> only two hours, but man, my body was exhausted. And so, well, the first thing I did after we left, after we celebrated as a team um, by saying, yay, is um, I drove over to warehouse and purchasing and I came in and I was like, Rosanna, Rosanna, I had the best day ever. And then I showed her how, you know, I, I showed her all the videos of the kids walking through the thermal scanner, sitting at their desk with their desk shield, using all of their supplies. The first time they ever had a pencil box, all of their white new whiteboards and all of the materials they had, us using the Promethean boards and the kids, they were, I sent you some of the videos, Tracy. They were cheering, they were like, yeah, Yay! Um, and it was really cute. And then I went to show the guys at the warehouse, and I was just I was so grateful um, for how much work everyone has put in to make this happen. And it was, oh, it was the best day ever. It was. It was just it was so nice to see the students. And although they haven't been away from school, school seemed felt more real that they were on campus. So yeah, it was nice to see them. And the best part of it, Tracy, 
was, you know, the kids, they knew each other, you know, they were like, oh, Amelia, are you going to sit on the X next to my new way to mark the, the floor six feet apart, <laughs> you know? And, and, and then Amelia's like, yes, I am. And she's writing chalk and she writes, I love you. They're writing their snap words on the, and then some of them are writing friends, names of their friends. And I just thought, wow, we spent so much time building community on Zoom, but to see that it was really a true community, to see it in real life, it was, it was amazing. So special, right? Even though for, I don't know how many days of school we've been in, it was, it felt like the first day of school, like physically, like you mentioned, we were tired. <laughs> we were tired, but it was just, I think it's just made it more special because you mentioned they already have built that community. And so they just came into a different setting. So and, you know, the first thing that we did when they came in, you know, they come in, they use their little hand sanitizers. They totally did it. And, you know, KCOP, we had planned out the lesson plan for it, you know, and we were going to spend, you know, X amount of time on the rules, like you have to wear your mask and all that kind of stuff. And so I thought I would be starting, you know, the first day with the rules of like, you know, this is how you drink water or go to the bathroom. And so we're sitting down and um, Amelia uh, raises her hand and, and she says, um, Mrs. McGrath, is Mr. Martinez in surgery right now? Because he's not at school today. And I was going to cry, you know, and I said, yes, um, he's going to be in surgery at two o'clock today. And they said, oh, well, can we, um, can we write him a letter? And I said, oh, we could, but then I don't know how I would get it to him. And they were like, we can just send him a video, Mrs. McGrath. We should just send him a video. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're like, well, can we FaceTime him? And I was like, well, I don't think so. Cause I think he's in the, you know, he's, he's in the hospital. And then they said, well, let's just send him a video. And I sent you the video, Tracy. They, I said, what should we say to him? And they said, we should tell him that we love him. And I said, okay. So I took a little video and I, I sent it to John and he responded right away. Um, and I was so excited because, you know, it was John's big day getting his kidney transplant and we've been praying for him so much. And, um, I don't know, just to be able to share, you know, that special day with John too, I thought was really nice. So we're thinking about you, John. I, we hope that you have a speedy recovery. Yeah. You soon. Beautiful podcast that John's posted yesterday. Yes. So if you get a chance, definitely listen to between the John's uh, podcast called something blondie <laughs> <laughs> bye bye blondie bye bye blondie thank you i just remember blondie not the singer i don't but know the singer you don't know the singer of course no. you don't <laughs> but the other blondie yesterday I, all the time i thought it was the singer blondie but apparently it's not the singer blondie it's the other blondie so yeah while john was in um prep for surgery he was messaging our group chat answering questions about technology for instruction oh <laughs> and everyone was like john take care of yourself so john please take care of yourself okay i didn't show you tracy john sent us an update yet last night at like 11 p.m at night Mm -hmm. And then again today, he looks, he looks so good. Let me show you. Oh yeah. I saw him post something on Facebook early this oh, he morning. Did? I think so. He looked like you could not even tell he came from surgery. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even tell. I know. So we're sending you John lots of love and um, to Sonia and Karina and Daniel um, as well. Your sister also, your sister, yes. your angel donor. Yes. To Maria yes. Um, and her husband too. 
Um, so yeah, so yesterday was the best day ever because it was the first day back instruction. Um, my principal got a brand new kidney from his sister and is recovering. And so I would say um, that was probably the best day ever of the whole year, maybe even of the best of the last two years. <laughs> yeah. What else has been, a lot has been going on since our last podcast. When did we last meet? Ooh. February? I don't remember. No, what was the last that. one even about? <laughs> It's just all a blur. No, we've talked a little bit about NPR. Remember how um, they kind of visited your Zoom class? Oh, but yeah. A lot, but we have more um, <laughs> channels that came to visit. So why don't you talk about that? Okay, so first, um, our local NPR station, which is the radio that I learned, <laughs> KPCC. Tracy listens to it. So they did the interview, radio interview first. And then um, after that, there was um, a piece in the um, St. Gabriel Valley Tribune, which is a newspaper. Then NBC came to visit us two times. And then most recently, Channel 11 um, did a story on us on Good Day LA. And um, it was all about our Kindergarten Care and Connect project, which we've talked about many times on this podcast, but it was also focused on the virtual author and illustrator visits where we had 10 authors or illustrators come every Friday to speak and share um, their story with our um, kindergartners. And so that's been super fun. I did learn that even when they tell you they're not recording, they are recording and anything you say in front of a reporter is game. I did learn that. <laughs> you know, they say we're not recording. It's still game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah, good to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we just finished our kind of our segment or our uh, project with our authors, right? Wow. I, would, I don't know if finished is the right. I would say that um, it was like a little chapter and the next chapter that's starting Thank you so much to our coaches, Tracy, Marcy, and Joanne for continuing the next part, which is bringing in our community helpers to read books to our kindergartners. So uh, this week will be our third guest, right? So we've had someone from the Roland Water District. We had Deputy Denver come in last week and this week we'll... You'll see. <laughs> yeah, we have lots. We have um, producers from like NBC. We have um, nurse practitioners coming. A super, super, super special guest will be um, finishing up the last <laughs> one, but can't say it. Surprise, total surprise. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm so grateful to Tracy, Marcy, and Joanne for um, really continuing this um, to support our students because they love it. Yeah, every Friday special, especially when uh, all the teachers wear their cool Mabel shirts. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's just been, I don't know. I feel like we've done so much this year for TK and kinder. I mean, everyone has, um, but we, I think we just did whatever it took to make this year um, as special as possible for our children. And I'm really proud of it. Um, you should be proud of something else, Ashley. What? You should be proud for being district's teacher of the year. Tracy, I told you we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, you have to talk about it. No, like like everyone but you thinks you deserve it. <laughs> and 
I don't know why you're so shocked about it because everyone knew you're going to get it. <laughs> no, you know what? I was very surprised that day in that video that Gina sent, um, you know, they come and they come to do the surprise when Dr. Mitchell on the board, they like came out of that door in the video. You can see, I actually took a step back and I whisper into Michelle's ears and I was like, Michelle, who are we honoring? I mean, and I thought we were honoring John Martinez. I was like, oh my gosh, is John being celebrated too? Is this a surprise? Who did, why didn't you tell me about the surprise? And um, it's just because there are so many people in our district that deserve to be recognized. And um, I, I was really shocked and I didn't realize what was happening. Even when Dr. Mitchell pulled me to the center, I didn't realize what was happening until I saw um, Rosanna and Daniel and Carlos, our warehouse and purchasing team standing there cheering because when I saw them there, I realized if they're here, then it must be me that's being recognized um, because, you know, my classified team is just as much my team as my, as my teaching team is. And so um, I'm really honored and grateful because I feel like it represents, the recognition represents the work of so many people across our district, so many departments, our teachers and our coaches and our principals and our administrators and our classified staff. And so if anything, I hope that my my recognition reflects all of that collaboration this year. Yeah, a lot of collaboration amongst your COP. So yeah, just being a witness to that and seeing the impact that you made district-wide, not just within your school, not just within your grade level, not just within grade levels amongst the district, but just everybody getting involved in the workforce to make an impact at all our all our 900 kindergartners, right? So you have truly impacted the district. Like I think I told you before, like I don't think I've ever met a teacher who has made such an impact, you know, not, in, not just in elementary, but also in secondary and in classified. So like just all parts of our district, so. Very well, well Tracy, don't forget that you share in that work too. And um, <laughs> of course, when Gina was interviewing me last week, which is funny because the interview was at Roland High School. And when I was there, security came out when I walked onto campus, I think because they thought I was a student. And I kept saying, oh, Gina's going to meet me. She's, she's really going to come out and meet me. And they were like, I don't know who Gina is, but you cannot be on campus. And I think good um, security. that's all I can say is good security. We have good security in Roland. Okay. Great security. Okay. Cause the second I stepped foot, I was like about to be put out and um, <laughs> I, I was so nervous that I forgot to say, you know, like, Oh, I'm a teacher. <laughs> you show your badge. I didn't have my badge with me. You know, I always lose my keys, oh, um, but I need to start bringing that. Actually my badge looks like a high school ID. So I'm not sure if that would help. But, um, and when she was interviewing me last week, it, it made me remember um, how and why I came to Roland. And um, that was so much because of you, Tracy. Oh, and <laughs> our elevator <laughs> moment. <laughs> From that moment we met in the elevator, I feel like um, it was really meant to be to think about all of the work that we've done this year together and the impact that we've made. I feel like it's just been so worth it. And when I think about how and why I came to Roland, I, I just feel so blessed to have had that opportunity and um, for the relationships that, that we've built together. Oh, yeah. I mean, what if I didn't meet you in the elevator, right? Like, do you ever think about that? Oh my God. <laughs> Where would we be right? We wouldn't be doing a podcast, that's for sure. Tracy, <laughs> usually you're the one that cries on the podcast. I know. 
I'm not gonna cry. I am. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh! If we did not meet in that elevator, I would totally. I would have a totally different life. I think. Yeah, I think we both would definitely. I think um, I have experienced more joy the last few years in my life than I ever have in my entire life, Tracy. Sweet. Yeah. And, you know, um, right before we were, we were doing this podcast, Tracy and I were um, making, um, uh, working with Miriam to, to send her a list of some things that we were ordering. Well, me and Tracy are always ordering. (laughs) We always find someone to get us stuff. (laughs) And so we're looking for um, like these very special, very special notebooks. And um, me and Tracy are going back and forth, you know, which one is like the best. And um, I I was looking for this notebook and I saw this notebook and it instantly reminded me of this, this notebook that I saw in a Barnes and Noble. We had a, in middle school or something, we had a field trip to Barnes and Noble and um, you could bring your own money to like buy what you wanted in the store. And so my mom gave me $1. And I remember seeing this notebook that I really, really want. It was so pretty, this notebook um, in the store. And I wanted it, but I couldn't afford it. And um, I was like, that's okay. I'll just get something else. And I couldn't even afford a pencil in. The pencil cost more than a dollar. There was nothing in the store that was less than a dollar. <laughs> and I remember being so sad because, you know, everyone else got, got to get something. And I didn't have enough for a little souvenir. But um, seeing that notebook reminded me of that moment. And I was telling Tracy that I feel so blessed that I work in a community now where I am able to support children to have not just only things, but experiences that I wish I had as a child. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much that mattered to me until um, I was able to do it. And I feel that is one of the greatest gifts that Roland has given me is just that experience to um, support and love our children in the way that I wish that I was as a child. Yeah. You don't think about it until you go through it, right? Like experience it. And then, and that's why you're the toady because you're giving, (laughs) you're giving our kindergartners a lot of experience and and our, and they will remember this forever. (laughs) every single package they got every single little item that they received they will remember this forever not because of the things but because of the meaning behind it and the love that went to get them these things so they will remember this forever I think being able to remember how loved you are forever is um one of the most special experiences that you can have in your life and I'm blessed to have had that experience Although I think um, the kindergarten community of practice, as we've talked about many times this year, is um, my most proudest accomplishment, Tracy, because the relationships that we have built within this community, the professional growth, but more than just like professional growth, um, Mm -hmm. just the way that we've grown in our self-esteem and in our leadership and and in our self-confidence, I think is really phenomenal. This is a group of teachers who just like show up for each other. They just Mm -hmm. show up. And it's one of the reasons why um, I am so devastated to leave kindergarten next year. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So... 
tell, yeah, let's talk about why you're leaving kindergarten. You're not leaving the district, but you're leaving kindergarten. Oof. Um, I have, to me, I am, um, I really want to teach upper grade. Um, I've been really wanting to teach upper grade for a long time. And um, so when the opportunity opened up at Shellen, our sister school, Rochelle Gell, um, <laughs> I talked to my principal about it because I knew, John knows that, you know, I've been wanting to teach upper grade. And something that I've talked to John a lot about, John Martinez about is, um, how much I really want to be at a school site where there is SDC classes. And you know, Tracy, I've been trying to co-teach with Gretchen for a while too. That was a top secret plan. It's not going well, but um, <laughs> someday, you know, I, I wanted to go and get my special ed credential back, you know, when I started getting my, my teaching credential and ended up with a multiple subject credential. And so, you know, being able to mainstream students and work in a school with um, SDC classes has been so important to me. And so when this opportunity opened up at Shellen, where I would be teaching upper grade um, and it'd be at a site with um, SDC classes and Sarah, when I talked to Sarah about, you know, my interest in teaching the English part of the dual program, you know, that piece was there. And of course, Skip. <laughs> Yay, Skip. We love Skip. We love Skip. My teaching partner, Skip. And so um, I've been talking to my principal about it so much because, you know, he knows that this is what I've been wanting. And so I'm, I feel so grateful that John Martinez has been so supportive of me um, not just like as a teacher at a school site, but supportive of me as a person and as my growth as a professional and, you know, as my friend. And so I'm so grateful to him and because he has been such a supportive principal. Um, and so I just, I love him, you know, I just absolutely love him. And so, um, yeah, I can't, I can't believe it. I'm really looking forward to um, teaching upper grade and what I told um Sarah at at my interview you know she was like is there anything else you'd like to add and I I was just really honest with her and I said you know my role this year has been supporting so many teachers and so many school sites this year and Tracy you know you know within the KCOP and all of the 60 kinder and TK teachers um they they rely on me you know and 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 there is um part of my role as the facilitator is the expectation is I come to our KCOP meetings and um, I'm, I, I'm positive and, and I have a plan, you know, every time there's changes, I have a plan and I'm ready to go. But when I'm the one that's struggling or when I'm the one that needs support, KCOP, you know, always shows up for me, but it's really been the, the teachers at Shellen that have shown up for me. You know, when I had that meltdown in front of KCOP, whew, um, Christy, Christy showed up at, at, in my front door the next day with some flowers, you know, um, Skip is um, helping me move and helping taking me to the airport tomorrow. And he's the one that calls me when he's at Costco because he knows I'm so scared to go to go to the store because of COVID. He's like, do you need things? You know, I'm here for you. And um, Sarah has been super supportive of me also all the time. All the Rochelle gel principals have, of course. And so, and Marcy, of course, you know, the three of us have worked together so much. And so, I feel like while I believe I have a lot to offer to Shellen, you know, um, 
I think I need Jalen a lot more than it needs me. So I am really, really grateful that I will have a new position. Um, and I'm extra grateful because I know that Rochelle Gel always works together. And so I'll still be connected to, to my team um, and to you, especially, of course, Michelle and Stephanie, who are like the greatest teammates in the whole wide world. They are. You have a great team. And I'm sure they'll miss you, but you're still in Roland. <laughs> I keep reminding people. Got to remind yourself here. I'm not leaving. So, and plus, you're going to be my neighbor soon. So, you're stuck. <laughs> yes, I am. I will be living five minutes away from Tracy, and it is, I'm so excited about it. Yes, I will be coming over in the summer to use her AC. <laughs> yes. Um, so funny. My, you know, my husband got vaccinated, and the first thing he said when he came home was, I am so excited because now Tracy can come over for Sunday dinners. Yay, Sunday, I'm there. <laughs> 5 p.m. Be ready. <laughs> so um, that's super exciting coming up in, in the summertime. So wow, Tracy, a lot's been happening. Yes. It's nice. And you know what? It's all good stuff. You didn't really, there wasn't anything bad to talk about on our, this, this part. So it's all good news and yeah, it's, it makes me happy. Yes. Maybe we are on the other side. Now. Yes. The other side. I see <sighs> rainbow. <laughs> yes. Um, there is so much to celebrate, so much joy, so much love, um, so much, I don't know lots of things. Um, and you know, one of the reasons why I love podcasting with you, Tracy, is because we get to captivate our current moments of joy or love and sometimes sadness too. Um, we get to capture it and document it. Um, and so I feel really lucky that we get to do that together. And I think that's super fun. And of course, our special guest today um, likes to document his world um, in a special way too. Talk about that, Tracy. Yes. So our guest is someone from our district. And since it is um, Poetry Month, although we're wrapping it up, <laughs> Poetry Month, we have a special poet straight from Roland Unified. <laughs> so should I say his name? Mm -hmm. Yes. His name is Corey Kofer. He teaches at Telus's Academy, and I don't think a lot of people know his other uh, special quality, which is um, he is a poet and uh, enjoy listening to his work, um, enjoy talking about his journey as a poet and how it really, how it kind of, it kind of transformed him as a person. So, All right, listeners, enjoy our, our podcast. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Tracy? He sent me the... Um... The clips of his students you know I'm going to insert that first let's do that first I'm going to okay. insert the clip first right here of um Corey's students and some of their um their poetry I think they're they're not they didn't write this one though right no they're just reciting okay I'm going to insert a clip right here of Corey's students reciting some beautiful poetry um and I think the ability to um share your soul with someone else I think is one of the most amazing and phenomenal things that you can do. Um, and if you can find someone to do that with, I think you are super lucky. And poetry is one of the ways to share your soul with others. So super excited about today's podcast and um, let's get to it. Hello, today I'll be reading a poem called I Too by Langston Hughes. 
I too sing America. I'm the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare to say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I too am America. Ambition over adversity by Tupac Shakur. Take wise adversity. Learn from their misfortune. Learn from their pain. Believe in something. Believe in yourself. Turn adversity into ambition. Now blossom into wealth. Hey, hey, how, how y'all doing? I'm, I'm Corey Kofer. Uh, my stage name is Best Kept, and I'm the poet <laughs> that y'all are talking about that works in Rolling Unified School District. And what is your role in Rolling Unified, Corey? Uh, I'm an RSP teacher here at uh, Telesis Academy. Uh, I started out as an SDC teacher, a special day class. Um, now I'm RSP. And um, while doing that, I've also had, uh, I've also been a um, poetry club advisor. I was a poetry club advisor at Nogales High School. And I'm currently a poetry club advisor at, here at Telesis Academy. Oh, is that something new? Uh, you know, we we started, we, we had a club here um, a few years. We took a year off and um, I felt like we needed it for the pandemic. So we're, we're doing like a Zoom poetry club type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the participation is kind of uh, on and off, um, but um, the poetry is very strong and is very, um, very meaningful for what the kids are going through right now. So, uh, so it's, it's resonating pretty well. So we're doing our little thing. But yeah, we have, we have a Zoom poetry. And it's not like being in, um, in person, but whatever, we'll take it. You know? <laughs> if they have a place they can they can let out some steam and um, you know, express themselves, that's all that matters. So that's what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah. So how did you get, how did you become a poet? So um, I, I got into writing uh, just, by, just by raps, just by listening to hip hop, uh, just listening to um, a hip hop, and just the words they use and the rhyme they use and the rhythm that they use, mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I got into writing. Um, and I would, I used to rap. I used to rhyme and kick my poems and everything. And, and hip hop kind of taught me um, why to write. Like it taught me like things I can write about and things that, that I related to, that I can uh, express myself with. Um, but then when I got in high school, I had a class called Creative Writing um, when I was a junior. And uh, that teacher kind of taught me how to write. His name was Mr. Hamilton. So. Hip hop taught me why to write, and Mr. Hamilton taught me how to write. My teacher, you know. So, um, yeah, my that class and my typing class, I feel like I use that every single day of my life. My my creative <laughs> writing class and the typing class I had. Uh-huh. I guess they call it t- keyboarding nowadays, but uh, back in the day, it was typing for me. Uh, I learned my home role, and I never forgot it. But um, yeah, Mr. Hamilton taught me like different ways to write, um, the way to approach writing. Um, gave us a lot of writing prompts and a lot of writing exercises and and a lot of tools for writing. And um, I took those tools with me and I still have them today. Well, I remember because you used to work at Jolic, that's how mm-hmm. I knew you. Yeah. You would carry books around you. And um, I remember you carrying The Alchemist. Oh, Alchemist, yeah. By Paulo I, Colo. I talk, yeah, I talked yeah. to you about, I'm like, why are you reading The Alchemist? And you said, oh, it helps me with my poetry. So talk about how reading books help you with your poetry. You know what? Um, for one, it gives me like a lot of ideas. But for two, um, the most uh, uh, what what it does for me the most is like when I'm having trouble writing because I try to I try to stay writing, but you know life kind of gets you into a point where you don't have time to write. So um, I feel like when I read things, it gets words in my mind. 
I guess words in my head and that helps me write, that helps me get words out on paper. You know, I, I learn words I haven't probably seen in a long time or I don't say as much that when I'm reading it, it does that. So um, and I always tell my students that too, like if you have trouble writing, uh, read something, you know, get some words in your head and that, that can help help you, you know, um, regurgitate some something on the paper. Mm -hmm. uh, and also good, good, good books like that, especially. Do you have like a journal or a writer's notebook? Yeah, yeah, I got a journal. I have a journal. Um, and I actually just went back to my journal. Uh, I was, um, I got into the technology and I was always like, I felt like I had to, you know, write on my computer every time, you know, had all these, these windows open and whatnot. And what, um, what changed that is like having, having a computer or, or whatever, which is it's not always with you. So I went back to carrying a little pocket journal. <laughs> yeah, I try to write it, you know, and, um, Try to force it, and if I if I don't have ideas now, I just kind of like um, I uh, I annotate what I've already written. So I, I kind of go over that, whatever, to kind of just keep it going. I feel like that's part of the writing process. Too. Whoa! Tell us more about that. How you annotate your your previous writing? So um, I always I always uh, do a free write. So when I do when I have a topic or I have a a, a story in my head or an idea, I just put it out all on paper. And don't, I don't care how it looks. I just put it all out on paper, all of my thoughts on paper. And I always, go, I always um, act with the premise that, you know, in poetry, um, you should get your point across using the least words as possible. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, after I have everything on paper, I just start taking things out, start taking things out without taking away the meaning from what I wrote. Um, it can be little stuff like is, like words like is or that or whatever. Um, it can be all kinds of things, but um, basically getting everything out on paper and then sculpting it. I call it sculpting. Uh, when I start subtracting things, sculpting it into a piece that I'm proud about. You know, so uh, that's pretty much what I do. And I feel like that that's the easiest way to teach someone how to write poetry. is just get it all out and all out on in paper. You know, and um, and another thing too, you know, a lot of schools they use um, they use poetry. You know, because you can't sit there and have a long story every time, even on on our um, test that we take. Uh, that we give our kids. I mean, a lot of poetry is being used because it's shorter and you can fit, you can fit a story in 15, 20 lines, you know, if, if it's sculpted right. So, um, yeah, and I like to tell stories, you know, I'm a storyteller and a lot of my poems are like a, uh, like a story. So I tell that story, but if there's some things in there I don't need, I just take it out, you know? Um, Ashley, I don't know if you know this, but Corey does have, is a published author. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah, the title yeah. of your book? Yeah, I have a book called Up the Street and Around the Corner. Yeah. Um, and, and basically it was, uh, I wrote that because it was, it was just about everything that happened up the street and around the corner from my <laughs> house, you know. So it was based, it was based on um, uh, grades four through six in, its, in, in that era of my life. And um, now I'm working on another book. I'm hoping, hoping to have another book out by the end of the year. Uh, I have oh. a title for it. It's called uh, What My Uncles Meant. Um, that's the title of it. And um and I'm actually taking a class to write that book because I want to um, improve my writing. Um, I consider myself a spoken word poet, uh, where I you know I, I perform my poetry. You know, I go to open mics. There's an open mic seven days a week, eight days a week in LA County. There's an <laughs> open mic, so um, and it gives it gives us a chance. Poets who like to share their poem, it gives us a chance to be on stage in front of people all the time. Um, but at the same time, um, I really feel like I need to strengthen my writing so it can look good on paper, so it can look better on paper. And uh, so I'm just taking this class uh, in the summertime just to help me 
I transform my spoken word pieces into pieces that look good on the page because that's where it's at. You know, it can always be in my head and my memory, you know, so it has to be on page too. So, uh, and so, so with that, I want to improve, want to improve my writing and keep improving. And so that's what I'm going to be doing for this next book. I love how you talk about being a lifelong learner, but my favorite part about what you said is when you're writing, you're writing, um, about something that you're going to be proud of. And I think for all of our children and mm -hmm. as teachers, what we're really teaching our children, yes, we teach kids to write for an audience or write for a purpose, mm -hmm. but being able to write something that you're proud of, I think is exactly. one of the fulfilling things that you can do in your life. It is, it is. And, and it can be anything too. It can be, it can be a, a essay you write for your class. And I know we've all had to write essays and we look at it and we're like, wow, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty good. That came out of, that came out of me, you know? So I feel that way about poems. I feel that way about poetry, you know? So, you know, I do, um, this one poem I do that uh, that means a lot to me, uh, it's called Special Ed. And um, basically my first year teaching, I'll share that with you guys in a minute, but my first year teaching, um, I had a group of kids that, um, how should I say it? They felt like they shouldn't have been in Special Ed. And, and, and um, I agreed with a few of them. They were very bright kids, you know, but um, I felt like they were in there more so for their behavior than, than what they knew, than having a, you know, a learning disability. Um, I feel like they can, they, can, um, they can function in the classroom. They just need a little extra, little extra attention. You know, so I created a poem about that. Usually when I do that poem about special ed, um, almost every time I have somebody come up to me and was like, wow, you know, I was a special ed or, or my, you know, my, my brother is special ed or my son is special ed or has a learning disability. A lot of times, um, uh, you know, we have that conversation in the back, in the back of a coffee shop or something, you know, so that that's very fulfilling, fulfilling too, being able to um, uh, relate to some people in, in, in being, you know, the special ed, the whole special ed uh, subject of special ed is, is kind of like a, a I won't say taboo, but it's something that's not talked about a lot, you know. So, um, so being able to uh, express myself by sharing stuff about about being a special ed student or having a learning disability, I feel like it does um, it does relate to some people, you know. So, like you know, the, like what so many people have ADD and things like that. We just don't you know. We just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I try to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to hear it. All right. Um, so this is a special ed. Um, why do I have to be special ed? Because you can enforce discipline. I get up and talk to my friends. Now I have a short attention span. You live with me that disease, you call it ADHD and I have no possibility of a college degree. And what about that other cat that kind of resembled Tom Sawyer? If you get the same with him, his parents will probably go get a lawyer. See, I don't have parents, I have a parent. She has two jobs, she's always gone. And better yet, we don't have no phone. So yes, yes, y'all, I'm old school, like too short. How can I not get a scholarship and I excelled in two sports? Life is too short. I learned to walk and talk fast, but my learning regressed the moment I stepped into class. And with the masses of assignments, I arranged my alignments. I'm in a barred up school in the middle of the hood that reminds me of confinement. And if you can't find it, I'm in that far off portable doing worksheets because they say books and affordable, special ed. That's that piece. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I remember hearing that when I first met you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's 
Yeah. And you know what, too? I mean, I feel like, you know, being in the Rolling Unified School District, we've done a good job of um, really making sure kids qualify uh, when they're, you know, admitted into our program or whatnot. But there are a lot of places, you know, in America where, um, you know, when kids, kids are getting, you know, wrongly placed into a special ed you know, system, then once you get placed in there, it's kind of hard to get out, you know, and, and it really does affect you from the time you get in until, you know, forever, for life, because you can't take the prerequisites to get into a, a four-year college and all kinds of things like that happen. It's just like a domino effect. So um, one, of my, one of my things I'm, I'm doing right now is I'm trying to write a, um, I don't know what you want to call it, a dissertation or just a, just an informative piece where it's part spoken words, part um, just informative. And I want to do it for TED Talks. So I'm, I'm going to um, write that and I'm going to um, present it at TED Talk just so I can get it out. And I want to do it in spoken word, you know, poetry style. Mm -hmm. And they shock the world. <laughs> the world. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's my, that's my thing right there. And it's not as hard to get on TED Talk as I thought it was. Thought it was. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, okay, all you got to do is submit something and talk about something that's not, you know, that's not usually <laughs> talked about as much. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to do that. So oh, that's I, super I cool. more poems too. You guys want me to hit up real quick? You know? Yes. We so, look forward um, to seeing you on TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Um, so this poem right here, I'm, I'm going to read it. Here we go. Do you, do you two write poetry? I know you do, Miss, Mrs. Doe, Tracy. I know you've done it before. I haven't Miss done it in a while. In a long time? <laughs> In a while, I I read a lot of poetry. Oh, that's cool. I really I read a. I recently I've been really into Mary Oliver. I got back into poems by Mary oh, Oliver. I'm not familiar with her. I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get familiar with it though. <laughs> um, funny, you know, in kindergarten we as a teacher, you know, we do poetry every week, right? Mm -hmm. But this year in virtual instruction, I think this is the least poetry I have done. And so um, now that we're in poetry month, we were like, man, what happened? You know, we, in virtual, I think we lost a lot of that time where we spend, because I think poetry and, and singing songs, that's where we build so much community. Mm -hmm. So right now we're in a, we're doing a persuasive writing unit. And so the oh, kids are cool. thinking of problems that they have all the time. And, and today we just talked about one way that you can convince others um, or persuade them is by writing poetry. Yeah, I like that. So, but what we're telling kids is, you know, um, that we have so many genres of writing, but mm -hmm. you can use any genre of writing for your purpose. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, I was going to do one poem. I'm going to do a different poem. Uh, this is actually another a more and more recent poem than the one I was going to do when the mask come off. I'll do that next, but this poem, uh, it's just called All of This, and this is relevant. Routine stops routinely by cops result in routine random stop and frisk. Your hands in the air, I throw my hands in the air, you get aggressive even though I pose no risk. Black bodies lay lifeless because they value our life less. Tamir Rice, George Floyd, Michael Brown. Imagine the deaths when there are no witness left and the only camera on is facing down. Black on black crime every time we protest as if our problems are only self-inflicted. Fact, the biggest difference with that is that cops rarely ever get convicted. 
if teaching standards evolve and medical questions get solved, then why can't law enforcement reform? When we take off these masks, I want the black middle class. We do more than play sports and perform. Sorry for the little heavy, Sorry. going heavy on y'all, no, but yeah. That is <laughs> so fitting for this week. Yes, and, um, and all of, uh, let me go ahead and do, uh, when the masks come off. When the masks come off and the smiles come back and the kids start playing and their smiles come back and they're running again, footballing again and playgrounding again Clowning with friends, let the sunshine in. So I told my seeds, go in. Camp Kofa again, we go for the win. Like penny loafers, when it's over, we put dimes up in them. Throwing dimes in the bubble, sun shining again. Ice Cube, triple double Lakers winning again. Miami Heat got beat, their supersonics back then. Superpower on the hour, Chadwick Bozeman in them. Took off his mask for the ass, he was stronger than them. He'll be a blast from the past. He'll live longer and then. There'll be a slew of Black Panthers up in Oakland again. I'm hopeful again. I hope for my friends. I'm hopeful for the hopeless with hopelessly thin. Pockets full of masks, now we're breathing again. Rainbow at the end, finally seeing again. I hope you wish I would win because I wish you would win. Don't want to see another day of sold out tissue again. Too many issues within. I watch the fiscals up end. It's like poverty and homelessness done tripled again. Furloughs a no-go, I'm one layoff from them. Congress passed 600, what's the payoff for them? When their masks come off, I see them grinning again. Me and their men and women hella winning again. I'm a constituent, with advice for them. If we ain't right, then it shouldn't be right for them. While we watch them swim, I'm up here drowning again. When the masks come off, we'll see them smiling again. There you go. I memorized it. I, that's the first time I ever memorized it. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing, Corey. Yes. Thank you so and much. So I, I really, I really, um, even with rap and hip hop, um, I really like to like the uh, focus on the styles and um, just the wordplay. And uh, like with that poem right there, everything ended with and 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 and. You know, so that was something I did purposely. Uh, and then. Um, the poem before that, you know, um, I was rhyming the first. I know you guys probably picked it up, but rhyming the first and third line and the second and fourth line. Um, could be called a sonnet, but it could be called something else too. Um, but um, even then, you know, I, I really, even with the poetry club kids, I try to let them know that, you know, everything is a poem, whether it be a song or a, or, or a rap, you know, you take the music away, it's a poem, you know? So, um, and so one of the, one of the exercises that we do is we, uh, uh, we uh, rip, rip away the music from a part, from a song and have them write it out and, and say it out loud. And there's a lot of beautiful writers out there that that sing that sometimes we ignore the writing part of it, you know. So, mm -hmm. any more poems? I got some more poems. I can keep going if you want me to. We're actually going to wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you've been you've been so great by uh, oh yeah offering your time and sharing your work with us. Um, yeah, and sharing not just the writing, but also the performance piece of it, because those are two really separate things. It is. Um, mm -hmm. But so beautiful to see them both together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, the, the students I have right now, they're very shy. Um, you know, it takes a lot to write things from your heart and to share it to people you don't know that well or, or even strangers, you know. So um, we're working on that. We're working on the students being able to, um, to do that, you know, in our, in our poetry club. And at the same time, too, um, I'm just happy. I told them they don't have to share if they don't want to. I'm just happy the fact that they're writing, you know, and it's getting it out. So that's my yeah. message for anyone listening to this, you know, whether you're an adult or you're a child, um, writing is therapy, you know, and um, yes. sometimes you want to curse a person out, <laughs> curse them out on paper and feel a lot better afterwards. Then we even have to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Corey. Thank that you for so having fun. me. All right. I have fun. I'll see y'all later. Corey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.